everyone, welcome to another Lab News podcast. My name is Sarah Lawton. I'm the current editor of Laboratory News magazine. Thanks for listening. Today, we're going to revisit the topic of continued professional development, or CPD, moving on from Phil Prime's initial foray into the subject in the November 2020 Enabling Your Best Self podcast, which is still available via the podcast tab on the Lab News website for anyone wishing to catch up. Of course, today's podcast will function equally well as a standalone discussion as we consider in more detail the benefits to be gained by joining a professional body or member organisation offering structured CPD appropriate to specific scientific fields and at each stage throughout your career. So, tagging on to Phil's well-connected coattails, I return to our expert, Jessica Evans, a member recruitment executive at the Royal Society of Chemistry. Hi, Jessica. Morning, Sarah. So as mentioned in your previous discussion with Phil, the Royal Society of Chemistry offers several membership categories spanning all career stages. Can you give us a quick overview, please? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, a, a big thanks for, for having me back again. It's, it's really nice to be talking uh, after I was, uh, as you say, talking with Phil previously. So absolutely, um, at the RSC, we have lots of different membership categories available for people at all different stages of their career. Uh, so we have a student membership uh, that's available at a heavily discounted rate to those studying for a degree in the chemical sciences. And we can really tailor the support that we offer to people uh, during their time at university. Then we have our professional categories of membership, and these are the associate, member and fellow categories. And these are available to those with the chemical sciences, education and experiential background. Now, these are peer reviewed and highlight and give recognition uh, to people's knowledge and expertise that they've gained either through education or experience. For those who haven't studied, uh, we're looking for evidence of them to be working at an equivalent level to degree gained knowledge. And we can look at those individuals on a case by case basis. So, as I say, we have our associate category first, which is uh, uh, the first professional category that you join uh, once you've graduated or gain that level of experience. Then we're looking uh, for you to have uh, three years of experience and you can then join our member or MRSC category, at which point you can start working towards our professional awards that we're going to be discussing in a lot more detail later on. And then finally, we have our fellow or FRSC category that's reserved for the most experienced members of our community who have at least five years experience in a senior role and have really made a significant impact on the area of chemical sciences that they're working within. I should also say for those people that we don't, uh, who don't have a chemical sciences educational background, uh, but are now working in the industry, say in a kind of support role or a HR capacity, something like that, we also have our affiliate category of membership that any of those people could join and lots of help and support available to those individuals as well. So the, the beauty of a professional body um, CPD is that it's incredibly tailored. Uh, as an RSC member, you have the opportunity to work towards different professional development awards that provide a framework for recognition of your knowledge and skills. Could you give us an overview of these awards and the benefits for recipients? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we've uh, we've talked a bit there about the membership category, uh, and that's a recognition of your of your learned knowledge and education background. The professional development awards highlight your soft skills and other areas of expertise. And I think one of the really key things to bear in mind with the professional awards is that it's you making a commitment to continually developing. And and as we're talking about continued professional development today, I think that's a really important point to keep in mind. So where the categories recognise your knowledge at a particular point in time, uh, these awards represent an ongoing commitment. So first of all, we have our professional registers uh, for more early career individuals uh, and then the flagship Chartered Chemist Award uh, for those with a few more years of experience under their belt. And we'll go into lots more detail on those. Now, we do recognise that our membership is a real broad church and increasingly interdisciplinary. And to that end, we are licensed to award the Chartered Scientist, Chartered Scientist Teacher and Chartered Environmentalist Awards as well. And we do partner with the Chartered Managers Institute to help our members achieve a Chartered Manager Award. And so this real breadth of of awards um, reflects that interdisciplinary nature. So why to focus time on these awards? Well, it's really important to outwardly and for yourself demonstrate your increasing knowledge and expertise and in turn to highlight that to any current and future employers. And I I would like to make a point here about uh, some research that we do every couple of years um, called our pay and reward survey. And this does highlight um, a difference uh, in salary for chartered and uncharted chemists, uh, an increased median salary. Now, of course, we're not saying the two are linked in any way, but the the point is that as someone who is working towards professional awards, um, you're going to be someone who's really looking to develop and push for those higher ranking opportunities, uh, where of course there is is more financial uh, benefit. Um, And of course, uh, the chartered awards and the registers fit into that. And that opens on the 16th of June this year. And anyone who would like to contribute, um, we'd be really keen as well. So that's that's our pay and rewards survey. So lots of reasons um, to complete these professional awards. (laughs) So, yeah, lots of hard work, but it does pay off by the sound of it. Um, So looking in a little more detail, first, we have the awards for technicians, technical support staff, hire apprentices and other early career individuals. Uh, That was the registered scientist technician and registered scientist designation designations. When would a member be able to complete these awards? And could you tell us a little bit about the process and criteria, please? These are generally for more early career individuals, as as you said there, maybe people working in in a technician role or working towards an apprenticeship. Um, It's worth saying that students um, who have a placement year in industry as part of their degree um, can start working towards their registered scientist award during that year and in so doing graduate with a professional recognition award already under their belt. So definitely something to bear in mind for anybody in that position. So the award is achieved by showcasing that through your day-to-day work, you are meeting a number of different attributes within your role. So when you're ready, you can complete um, a form that's available online and you should be giving specific real world examples of how you have demonstrated uh, that you're working towards each of these different competencies. Again, these are available online And you should really consider what you did, uh, why you did it uh, and how you did it um, to really showcase that you that you have evidence those different competencies. And these focus on the application of knowledge, your personal responsibility, your professional practice and skills. And so things like communication and teamwork, uh, working with integrity, lots of different areas um, that we're looking um, for you to evidence. 
You'll need a supporter um, who will usually be your line manager or a senior colleague, and they give a, a supporting reference just to say that the things that you've listed um, are indeed things that you're doing in your day to day work. And we had a really nice um, comment from one of our members, Ella White, who is a science and technology technician at Gosfield School. Uh, and she said that uh, a PhD student that she used to speak to a lot at university um, actually brought the Registered Scientist Technician Award to her attention. And after looking into it, she really realised that it would be useful. And she said the application process was really good, very easy to follow. And uh, having achieved the award, she says it's a brilliant recognition of the on-the-job experience and skills that she's gained. Um, even though she's a first-time technician, it shows her dedication to the role. So a really nice uh, showcase there of, of what the awards um, can, uh, can achieve for people. It's also worth saying uh, that these awards provide a framework opportunity for, the, for those members of our community who don't have a chemical sciences educational background, um, but it can instead be assessed on an experiential basis um, as a way of moving into our professional membership categories. Uh, and again, we can provide lots of information if that's of interest to anyone. Fantastic. So starting early, I'm not sure I, I, I really recognise the fact that you could get on board with uh, member organisations as, as soon as um, while you're a student. Um, so you also mentioned the uh, professional registers are aimed at those individuals in the first couple of years of their career. Could you tell us now about chartered status? When can people begin the process of working towards chartered chemist? Uh, and what is it? What does it involve? So at this point, we need uh, you to be a member or a fellow. Um, so those are the categories that you need to be within. So you've got those few years of experience under your belt and you need to be working uh, within the chemical sciences. Generally, we're looking for someone working at a master's level. Now, that's not to say that you have to have a master's. Um, I actually didn't, and I'm working towards uh, my Chartered Chemist Award at the moment. Um, instead, we just need evidence uh, that you've gained the experience that's kind of equivalent to that, that degree level. And again, we can look at that on a case-by-case -case basis and provide lots of help and support. So the Chartership Award works on a similar theme to the professional registers. There are a number of different attributes uh, to meet that span different areas of professional skills, except this time we're looking for a portfolio of evidence alongside a final written report, uh, whereas the, the registers, it's, it's just that form um, where you can provide the evidence. So looking at the longer term picture, what's really great is that these attributes provide a framework for you to continue pinning your CPD activities on um, as they do span all these different areas. And um, so you can be confident that you're covering all the areas required to make you a good chemical scientist. So there's a couple of different routes um, that people can go down. We have the direct option for those with more than six years of experience. Um, going down this route, you have a year to complete your portfolio and the final report uh, working with a mentor. Uh, for those who have less than six years experience, uh, we have the professional development programme. And at, on this route, you have a couple of years and the chance to really continuously develop these skills. Uh, and that's uh, that's really crucial working uh, with your mentor to help you along the way. 
And our member, George Chan, who is uh, working in chemistry operations at the Hong Kong Jockey Club, he said to achieve his chartership, he joined the professional development program, two years of mentoring led by his supervisor. And it really looks at the, the attributes for chartership that, uh, that you already have and which you need to work on developing, which is the really key focus here of the PDP program. And he said that it really helps you to identify areas you need to improve. And he found it really helpful uh, in his own personal development and, of course, in helping him to complete that portfolio. So there's a couple of options available to people. Wonderful. As an internal representative of the RSC and as someone who's going through the process personally, you must have a fair idea of what's involved. In your experience and from what you've heard from others following these frameworks, how do participants balance the award requirements um, with their own core work? As I've alluded to in that first answer, I'm actually uh, working towards my Charter Chemist Award at the moment. And I'd say that a lot of the attributes um, I, I was meeting already uh, within my core role and my kind of day-to-day -day working. But actually what it's provided to me is a really great opportunity to keep an eye out for those other opportunities that I maybe otherwise wouldn't go for. Uh, and it's really about sort of balancing that, that growth opportunity um, with, with the, as I say, the kind of day-to-day -day things that, that you're doing. So it's not about massively going um, above and beyond your core role, but really about um, just identifying those areas where you need to focus your own personal um, development and, and really finding and scoping out the opportunities in order for you uh, to do that. And our chartered member, Laura Coward, who is a technical manager, um, she realised that she wanted to enhance her own career. Uh, and she did that by attaining the Charter Chemist Award, along with lots of support from the RSC. She'd done lots to develop the department where she was working, so signed up for the scheme with the intention of uh, getting her portfolio together. But having just returned from maternity leave with baby number two, was struggling to find the time to make that happen. Um, but she said after speaking to the RSC team, they said that she would be the perfect candidate for an interview application. And that really took the pressure off. So we can really find lots of different ways to help people both throughout their time completing the award and then at that final stage as well. And of course, then the, the CPD activities continue beyond that as well. Can you tell us what achieving registered or chartered status can provide someone working in a professional role? And is there an ongoing commitment required to maintain that status? So I think the really key thing to say is that it's really about showing your commitment to professionalism, both now and into the future. And we often find that people who complete these awards, they actually maintain those good CPD habits um, and continue to push themselves um, just through the, the good behaviours um, that they've they've learned um, through completing those, those awards. And we really feel that everybody should be maintaining CPD, even when they're done with that, that year or two years um, that it takes to complete uh, these different awards. So we do uh, look to uh, revalidate and we, we do audit uh, a small uh, number of people who have completed these awards. And what we're looking for there is just a kind of one page report um, about the different things that people have done in the, in the past year, um, just across the different evidence uh, categories that we look for during the time that people are completing these awards. So there is that mechanism um, in place, but it really is about maintaining those good CPD habits long after uh, the time to complete the award has been and gone. 
and we are uh, our member, our chartered member, Rebecca Ballantyne, who works at Sellafield. Um, she's saying that she's been able to give back to the RSC scheme by offering support and guidance uh, to someone else who's now completing an award. And she said it's so important to mentor others by sharing, learning and coaching them through the experience. So that's what we find is people who have completed the award then go on to give back to the community. And that really feeds into our um our chartership um, aim of really maintaining and enhancing standards across the chemical sciences. That's fantastic. I always think professional mentoring is very useful and supportive. What other kind of support does the RFC offer members who are working towards the award or seeking, uh, seeking to get through that maintenance of their award status? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's really important that, of course, people um, have that really great working relationship um, with their chosen mentor. So it's often it's worth giving that due consideration at the time that you're looking to complete the award, because, of course, that's a huge support mechanism at that time. But the RSC does offer lots of things as well to our applicants. We run monthly CCHEM cafes. So this is a really great way to network with peers who are also completing awards, um, a really nice networking opportunity, a way to share best practice um, if there's any areas that people are struggling with, to actually be able to talk with other people who are completing the award at the same time as well, I think is, is such a great platform that we can provide people. Of course, we run one-on-one -on -one consultations um, with our experts who can really help you both when you're completing the award and when you're kind of in the final stages. And they're really happy to give a, a portfolio check um, to meet with you and discuss any areas that you're struggling with um, so they can be contacted and they're on hand to help. And of course, we, we offer company accreditation, um, which is a framework of support uh, for individuals when they're completing professional awards. Well, you mentioned company accreditation. Um, what, 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 what does that mean, both for the company and their employees? Company accreditation is a framework um, that uh, companies, along uh, working with ourselves, uh, where they really um, have mapped uh, the different areas that their employees are working within to the different competencies um, that are contained within our, the professional awards. So they've mapped the job roles and responsibilities uh, to those different attributes and, and as such achieve this framework and that their employees uh, can then work, work within to achieve uh, the professional recognition awards. Of course, there's lots of personal input that is still needed it's not a kind of you just join the process and it's done of course there's there's lots of impetus needed from the applicants themselves but what it is really is that showing that commitment from the company to their employees um, achieving these awards and of course their professional development and that's really great for companies because of course um, that helps with retention it helps with recruitment if people are really feeling like they're supported and that there's a pathway for them to achieve their own personal um, professional recognition and of course, for the individuals to be working somewhere uh, where that kind of environment, uh, where it's kind of encouraged and um, that you will work towards uh, these awards and in so doing, you know, really develop these CPD tools into the future. Um, we provide lots of support um, to companies who are interested um, throughout the kind of submission um, document that's required, uh, as I say, the mapping of those different attributes um, to their particular job roles. We provide mentor training, which is, I think, a really key um, part of the accreditation. Um, if there's any interested individuals, then we, we can help them get trained up um, to provide the support uh, to the next generation of, of applicants coming through. 
And we also uh, run different events just for accredited companies where they can come together and, sh again, share best practices and just discuss how the schemes are running. Um, so lots of different uh, networking opportunities that are afforded by becoming an accredited company. And again, there's lots of information online and we're, we're really happy to, to answer any questions that there might be on that. Fantastic. Gosh, that's a lot of information, but very, very useful. Thank you. So if you're, a, if, if you're a chemist or work in the chemical industry and are interested in becoming an RSC member and leveraging their CPD framework, do visit the RSC website at rsc.org. For scientists focused on other fields, there are similar member organisations and professional bodies. But I believe, Jessica, you said that you um, had something for them as well? Yeah, absolutely. We have our, our affiliate category um, that if people uh, don't necessarily have a chemical sciences educational background, uh, we can still provide lots of help and support to those individuals um, through that membership category. Well, there you are. Thank, thanks to Jess for taking the time to talk to us again today from the Royal Society of Chemistry. We're signing off, but if you would like to get in touch with me to discuss your particular science passion, please don't hesitate. And don't forget to check out the latest from across the world of laboratories via our own website at labnews.co.uk. Thanks. Thanks.